Welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Miami. She's going to talk to you about how to be a boss-ass bitch, Miss Kaylee Justine. What is up, girl? <laughs> what's up? Thank you so much, Scott, for the intro. And You tell me what's going on. Like, literally, I look at your, your Instagram, and your every post is just, like, on fire right now. Yeah, I mean, honest, this motivation really started from coronavirus. I mean, granted, like, there's obviously negatives, um, you know, that are happening with the coronavirus, but sure. I feel like it really ignited a fire within me to kind of expand my um, horizon and to really figure out different avenues on, you know, how to just survive. Um, so, I mean, it's it's been good. <laughs> it's kind of funny you say that because I feel like, the same for me, right? Like everything I'm doing, I, it's kind of funny. I was just talking to someone before this and I was joking about how I said, nothing's really changed in what I'm doing except for I'm broadcasting it. Like I'm still having the same conversations. I'm still doing the same activities, whether it's my real estate or my fitness. It's just, I turned a camera on or I turned a podcast on. So like, everyone's like, whoa, like when did you start doing this? I'm like, well, I just hit record. That's the only difference. And I guess the yeah. pandemic motivated me to do that. But Let's rewind like a little bit because obviously like you didn't start off as the boss ass bitch you are right now. Like let's, <laughs> let's give people a little bit of background. So how old are you right now? Yeah. So um, I'm 28 years old. Um, I'm originally from Arizona. That's how I met Scott, you know, just working in the nightlife scene out there. Wait, um, can I just throw this in there? So yeah. I was pretty sure of this and you just confirmed it. But before we got on the call, I was thinking like, when I met you and because I think I did meet you, you were probably sneaking into the clubs when you were, <laughs> I was, yeah, it, it I was, was, it I was, mean... you had a, you had a good squad then too. It was you, Camille, Jessica, Jessica. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys were like a dangerous little threesome. Just, yeah, we were dangerous. And we like, you guys painted you know, the we town red in like, like, obviously I was in the scene and I was like, who are these girls that just like came out of nowhere. And I feel like it was like, <laughs> kind of at the time Instagram was getting big too. So like you guys were leveraging that to like be kind of like these boss ass, like female promoters. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, we actually back in the day when we um, went to ASU and like when we started going out and clubbing, um, we got sponsored by Rockstar. So we would have these huge parties and Rockstar would be the ones promoting it. And I feel like that, you know, just like you said, Instagram was kind of getting big that kind of got a lot of my followers too, mm -hmm. you know, at a young time and, you know, it's just kind of grown like from there. So yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you obviously said rockstar, which is a huge, huge brand, but like, obviously it's funny what happens when like you just link up with the right people, the right brands. And then like automatically like this light bulb just goes off where you're like, huh, maybe I've got something here. Like, you yeah, know? exactly. And I mean, now all the influencers out there, you know, they're getting hit up by all of these brands yep. to promote their business. And, you know, these brands are paying them say, you know, anywhere from like 300 to even sometimes two or $3,000 per post, mm -hmm. depending on their following. So yeah, it's crazy right you know, now. Yeah, it's nuts. And then, you know, back in the day, I feel like people didn't realize what Instagram was going to be becoming right um just because you know they're like oh like I'll just you know post pictures and that's it like there's and then people just use it as how to monetize you know and 
people are literally have full-time jobs just being an Instagram influencer. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. The platform has done so much for so many people. I mean, myself included, you included, obviously, like that's kind of something we're going to talk about today. But so, okay, so you're 20 years old, sneaking into all the hottest clubs and parties in Scottsdale. Um, you've got Rockstar backing you. You and your girls are promoting parties. So then what's next? Like, what was the progression from there? Because obviously that wasn't going to be like long-term and sustainable being a hot yeah, chick and a promoter. And then, you know, I started getting into um, working at the nightclubs and, you know, kind of building up my clientele base that yep. way. Because when back in the day when you were working at the nightclubs, you had to book tables to be able to work. So that kind of really helped me grow my network and just, you know, develop skills of networking, building your base and just meeting a lot of people. It's definitely communication skills, learning about new people and all this. I think, so. I think like, honestly, for people who have never worked in like nightlife or hospitality, like you need to do it at least like one time in your life. To like experience it because obviously like people always go out to eat or drink or whatnot. But like if you haven't experienced what it's like on the other side of that spectrum to serve somebody, I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's humbling, but it's like you learn a lot about people through doing that. Yeah, exactly. And it definitely leads you into other things like, Mm -hmm. you know. Like I, I'm a, like I, I'm a huge advocate in saying like your network is your network. Love that, yeah. Like, as many people as you know and are connected to, like you'll constantly always have opportunities opening your way, and that's just what I learned at a young age. You know, just even doing bottle service, and you know, I've kind of dragged that into the future and you know realize that you know you can really become something great if you have if you're surrounded by a good network of people yeah and it's funny too because I think there's always this stigma too, like old town Scottsdale nightlife like that it's always just a party that you're always fucked up or whatever but people don't realize that like it genuinely takes thoughtful clever ideas and execution to run nightlife and they don't realize like that's a full-time thing because yeah, the venue's open at night, but there's still all the behind the scenes during the day. And you were part of that era where like, if I say office hours, you're probably going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Like, those, those great office hours. Remember that? Like office hours. And I don't know, maybe that's still a thing. But anyways, I think that like, obviously, from a young age, what I was getting at is that you saw kind of like your own progression. So you're like, okay, right now I'm working with Rockstar and I'm making good money, but there's got to be more to it. And then so you start like getting more into obviously the the scene and you then say like okay like I see kind of these bottle service girls are making some good money like maybe I can do that right so then yeah exactly so then you get dialed into that and now you're obviously starting to network so you're working bottle service now you're probably what 21 22 at the time I was 19 when I got my first bottle service job and then when I was 21 I moved up to like another nightclub Mm -hmm. and then I realized that you know I'm from Arizona. I've already like, you know, experienced everything that I felt Arizona had to offer me at that time. And, you know, I saw the opportunity to go to Vegas for a couple of years just to go and stack up money there just because in Vegas, you know, I heard the money was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I just ran with it. I went and auditioned for a couple of nightclubs, day clubs. And literally at these auditions, there's thousands and thousands of girls. Oh, yeah. The competition's Um, like stiff and people don't realize that. Yeah, I knew absolutely no one in the Vegas nightlife industry. But I I think that what really helped me was because at the time, like the nightclubs that I was working at, they had me post for the venue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I went into these interviews, all of these 
uh, day clubs and nightclubs, they saw that I was very active with promoting and marketing. Yeah. Um, where they're like, oh, well, this girl would, you know, not only be a benefit to the uh, venue just with serving, but also a benefit to our marketing efforts as well. So that definitely helped me. It was crazy. Like I, I, I was so, so, so nervous to go into these interviews just because yeah, like, I can you're, imagine. Literally, you're literally laying it all out there and, you know, you have uh, hundreds of other girls who are, you know, pretty equally, you know, beautiful or even more beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. and you just have to kind of stand out in a sense that way. But it's, it look, these- looks can only get you so far. And I think that's what a lot of, Girls, I, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like a lot of females these days are relying on how far their looks will take them or their likes on Instagram. Yeah. And, it, and, and, yeah. and that's the thing. They have to realize that there has to be – you can't just be one-dimensional. You can't just be a hot girl anymore. Like, you have to have a head on your shoulders. You have to have a hustle. You have to have a grind. Like, don't expect yeah, exactly. to, like, live off your, <laughs> your man. Get it for yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, and – that's honestly what I've realized, mm-hmm. you know, just living out here in Miami. Um, it's granted, it's, it's hard. It's been hard for me to find a good core group of girls that, you know, who I'm friends with who have the same motivations and ambitions. Yeah. Like luckily, you know, the, the girls that I've teamed up with when my business partners through the network marketing business that I conduct, all of them are just savages. Like they just, oh, you know, I see. They yeah. <laughs> that that like, girl gang you got is just a squad of savages. I can't wait to, yeah. to come out there and see you guys. Cause not only does it look like you guys are killing it in business, but obviously having fun while doing it. And, and that's, you know, I think always something that's so important too, is like, yeah, you, you got to work hard, but you got to enjoy it too. Exactly. And, you know, uh, you know, most of the women are, you know, have other side hustles and this is just another side hustle for them. And I'm just, I'm like, it's always such an inspiration just to be surrounded by women who are like that because, Mm -hmm. you know, granted I've experienced women who, you know, obviously are looking for a man to pay their mortgage or pay their rent and then, you know, get them a car and like, all shit, this we could, like, we could really call out some people if we wanted to, but we'll leave names <laughs> out of this. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, no shade, no shade. <laughs> to, to each their own. But, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't look down upon that because I mean, you know, it all starts at home and what their Tax. family values maybe were and like, maybe their parents, you know, taught them that, you know, the man is always supposed to be the provider and, you know, a woman is supposed to be the homemaker, which is, you know, perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. I was kind of raised differently. Like my mother was a single mother. Um, when she had me, she was 21. She was um, in college, you know, graduating. And, you know, my father was there like around four or five. Mm-hmm. But like, I grew up with that strong mother figure. And I feel like that shaped me to be the woman that I am now. Mm. Um, There was times where she was like doing real estate and she was, you know, it was like when the market markets had crashed. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. And so, you know, she was kind of down and out and I always saw her positivity and Mm -hmm. all like what she um, like, how uplifting she was, even in the shittiest circumstances. And mindset's huge. Mindset is like ridiculously huge um you know so if you think that you're not going to be able to do something like your best bet is that you're not gonna be able to do something but if you always think of like you're gonna survive you're gonna you know thrive you have no other option but yeah I mean like that's where my home life really came from granted my dad is still in the picture he's Mm -hmm. great but you know also you know they were having a kid at a young age where they were both trying to go for their goals 
And, you know, then all of a sudden I popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom and dad, sorry to rain on your parade. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, I don't blame them. Granted, like I'm 28 right now and I don't see myself having kids anytime soon just because I seeing from what they experienced, I just want to make sure that I have like everything set in stone within my career and everything just make sure I have a good home family life Mm -hmm. um, before I bring in a, you know, a child into this world. I want to be able to give them everything that, you know, I never had, but even though everything that that I had growing up was more than enough because my mom is a savage. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure they're all set. You know, it's funny you say that because I was literally just on a call before this and I was talking to a new video guy I'm going to start working with. And I said to him, I go, nothing I do is for like fame or money. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously, like we all need money to survive. And don't get me wrong. I like nice shit. I mean, you're the first to admit it. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely like nice things. But at the end of the day, like my motivation, my why is because of my family and my friends, right? Like I was, I just want to take care of them. Um, So what I always say is like, my parents were so good to me as I was younger that I just want to be as good to them, if not better when they get older. And as that is happening now, and as this pandemic's hit and it made like just everything so much more challenging and complicated, it really makes you realize how important it is to grind now, because what if you don't get it tomorrow? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's honestly like my biggest fear, fear, you know, I always tell myself, when I know that I made it and my goals in my life is when I can take the keys to the brand new beachfront house for that, the parent, I yep. bought, uh, that I just bought for my mom mm-hmm. and be like, you know, this is yours. Like, don't worry about it. And you know, it's, it's all you. It's funny so. because I noticed the same thing amongst like everyone who does this for the right reasons is like, it's literally, it's not about us. Like, and it's so funny because like, one of the things we talked about, so like, just so you guys know who are listening to this, like Kaylee and I barely spoke about what we were going to talk about on this podcast beforehand. I just basically said to her, I go, I'm just going to flow. And I kind of just want to talk about how people have the wrong perception of people. And that is largely based on social media. So like, if someone looks at my page, they probably assume, oh, look at this douchebag posting another shirtless selfie, right? And and I'm <laughs> yeah. sure, but like, Anyone who genuinely, 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 can I say the word genuinely, right? Genuinely, (laughs) anyone who genuinely knows my struggle knows that the reason why I'm so proud of my health and fitness is because of the health issues I have struggled with in the past. So it's not, I don't post it to to brag. I post it because I'm just proud of what I'm doing and where I'm at. And hopefully that journey motivates someone else. Yeah, it's, it's honestly so true because I mean, you know, granted you post everything of your life. But, you know, you post positivity, you post your story, um, those posts, you know, can reach someone who's maybe is going through a tough time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your your post is literally motivating them. Like the other day I got um, a DM from, you know, a a random follower that Mm -hmm. I don't really know, but she was just like, you know, I don't know you, but, you know, everything that you post, you literally inspire me. It's the best Um, feeling in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I myself, you know, I never think like, oh, you know, this post is going to inspire someone. Like, I'm always like, I kind of like, you know, flow with Mm -hmm. it. And that's it. But, you know, just hearing that, it really like excites me because I'm like, okay, like, if I can change this person's mood for the day, or even their week, like, why not do it? And so that's why 
like I've gotten like some you know ha- backlash and some hate you about will. like oh she, yeah of course oh I'm like oh she's really not that um, <laughs> positive in person blah, blah blah but I'm like no I really am you know but like you know it's just you you kind of have to drown those people out because, oh for sure but you know, need you need haters too so like I, I don't know do you want to talk about like how you deal with haters because I think like I mean I definitely have my way of doing it um and I'm curious because like I feel like anyone who is doing anything worthwhile, obviously someone is talking about you, whether it's negatively to you or behind your back or to people, you know, and like, obviously it gets back to you. And like, I'll be honest for me, it used to bother me. And now I kind of just like laugh about it. And I think I posted like a meme about it the other day. I was just like, wait, I was like, I wasn't even there. And they're talking about me. I was like, sick. I got a fan club now. Like I'm doing it. But like, yeah, how, I mean, how do you deal with it? How I handle it is I always look at, you know, like the psychological reasons as to why, you know, someone is hating on you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they aren't living your life. They aren't there every single day with you. What I look at it is that obviously if they're projecting, you know, negativity, hate towards you, mm-hmm. there has to be something inner within themselves that Couldn't agree more. They, they aren't happy with, you know? Obviously, they see you as, you know, intimidating factor, you know, maybe they want to be some sort of how you are. So I mean, I kind of just don't even pay them any mind because they aren't living, they aren't living my life. Like, you know, I'm living, we only have one life to live. And if I spend my whole entire life worrying about, you know, what fucking average Joe or um, Barbara (laughs) or Karen or Karen say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be living my life for that validation from people that will never validate me. So you're so right. And that, yeah. And and, and that's no, you're, you like, you literally took the words out of my mouth because most of the time what I found is like what people don't understand they hate on or like what's missing in their life that is fulfilled in mine. They'll also hate on. And, but the biggest thing, like, and I, I love quotes. So like, excuse me for always dropping them, but it's like people will judge you for your choices simply because they're not the same as theirs. And it's like, yo, if if everyone made the same choices, this would be a really fucking boring world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, everyone has like different beauty to them. That's why me, myself, like I'm never ever judgmental over anybody just because, you know, we are all different in a sense and you know we should harness that beauty of everyone being different and you know if someone doesn't like if someone doesn't you know like say spaghetti or you know and i like lasagna like you know i'm not gonna hate on them for liking spaghetti you know what a terrible noodle choice you know like (laughs) how could you be friends with this person after that exactly you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean yeah i just because I mean, I, I've there's just differences in this world, obviously, with everything that's going on. Oh, for you know, sure, right now. I mean, politics and yeah, everything. You know, we just all have to come together and just be a little le- bit less judgmental of each other. And you know, just I'm such an advocate for telling people like, do what makes you happy. Exactly. Don't... Yeah, you can't just just do you. Like that's all you ever have to do. And if someone else is hating on you, then chances are they're not busy enough in their own life. (laughs) Exactly. Like one of my good girlfriends, she's amazing. She's an amazing, amazing singer, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally every time she um, posts a video of her singing acapella, it literally makes my skin just crawl because it's so good. And I tell her, I'm like, why don't you post more? I'm like, you understand that 
um, social media is a huge platform for you to become discovered. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Bieber got discovered off of YouTube, like when yeah. he was young. So the it's Biebs. like, yeah. And she was like, you know, I'm just nervous of what people are going to think. I'm like very judgmental of myself. I'm like, I'm like, you need to do what makes you happy. I was like, you love singing, right? Like, that's what literally ignites your soul on fire. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you need to do that. Like, who cares if people are going to give you, you know, negative comments or whatever? Yeah. Like, you could be inspiring that person who's having like a horrible day, but then they hear your, you, you know, singing your beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Like, you could literally change someone's whole mood. Well, well, you know what I realized about like insecurities too? And it's only like when you vocalize this. So like most of the time, like if I were to tell you like what one of my biggest insecurities were, chances are you would probably laugh. And then I'd realize like what I'm so concerned about isn't even something that anyone else even notices, right? But it's like, you're mm-hmm. so wrapped up in like being afraid of like, what does everyone else think of me? But when you realize like, you're probably your own toughest critic anyways. Oh, 100%. Like I'm the biggest like critic of myself, but you know, that's obviously a trait that, you know, you have to work on and, you know, you have to be um, daily active on that mm-hmm. and kind of, it's all, it's all a mental thing. So you all have mindset. To just, yeah. You have to speak love into yourself and, you know, cause if you don't speak love into yourself, like how do you expect other people to love you? Facts. Um, yep. So, you know, that's just, that's where I go from there. Yeah. It's like <laughs> literally like if you don't love yourself, how could you even love someone else okay so we're gonna recap a little bit you're now 21 i was freshly 21 like what's yeah i was like what's the next big beast i can try to tame so you know what's funny though like um, i almost thought about moving to vegas so many different times um because obviously like it is the entertainment capital of the world if you're gonna pursue a career in hospitality or nightlife like obviously that is gonna be the place to do it so what was vegas like i mean you're 21 just living the vegas life yeah, I mean, it was super surreal. Um, just because, like, you know, you, you turn 21, you're able to drink, you're able to gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was literally just thrown into that atmosphere. It was great, you know, living life, you know, going out, all that stuff. But, you know, after two years of being there, it was just exhausting. And yeah. I was like, you know, I don't see myself being in Vegas and raising a family or doing any of that. It's what everyone says. Um, yeah, like, let me get back to my home roots. And I'm, plus, I was dating somebody back in Arizona. And we ended up getting back together when I moved back to Arizona for three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was great and everything. But I just, yeah, I just didn't want to stay in Vegas for too long. I feel like definitely moving to Vegas made me grow um, just because that was my very first time moving away from home. Yeah, that's what I was and- just going to ask you. Yeah, it was my very first time moving away from home. Um, I literally moved to Vegas. Okay, listen to this crazy story. So when I got the deal, um, when I got the offer to, you know, work at the club that I was wor- I was working at, mm-hmm. I had literally, my car had just broken down <laughs> because <laughs> I clearly didn't know how to change oil. Like I Me either, if it makes you feel any ne- better. Yeah, I was just like negligent on that. Happens. Um, So my car broke down. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to, you know, move to Vegas? Luckily, my grandma helped me. Um, You know, she helped me with the down payment to get a new car, Mm -hmm. um, to drive myself to Vegas to, you know, start this new life. And literally, I had like a thousand bucks in my bank account. I was sleeping, you know, on my on my friend's couch. 
for like two months, just trying to get everything situated, you know, with getting an apartment, with starting a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just so difficult, but I took that gamble and it was literally so like rewarding. Yeah. Once I reward. Gotten, uh, yeah. Once I had gotten everything situated, like, you know, people want to be comfortable. They want to be comfortable in a move. They want to be comfortable in their situation mm-hmm. but sometimes like you have to go when you don't feel comfortable rip, yeah feel like it's okay you know you just gotta rip the band-aid so like it's funny because I can kind of relate and I-, I was gonna ask you the same question you you maybe feel this too but so like I moved here from Michigan about 10 years ago now like full-time I've been living in Arizona and it's funny because like whenever I go back to my hometown like don't get me wrong I love it and I'm grateful for spending all the time I did there but every time I go back I feel like I see my friends that I grew up with back in Michigan and I feel like they're just doing the same things that they were before. Like they never escaped that little bubble that we grew up in. And like, I think looking back, I'm so grateful now that I got out of that bubble because I definitely wouldn't be the person I am today if I would have stayed in Michigan. But I see so many people that I'm friends with back there who I don't honestly ever think will come close to scratching the surface of achieving anywhere to their true potential. And it's because they Mm -hmm. never once ripped the bandaid and just stepped outside of their comfort zone. Like, do you agree with that from like all your experiences? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, there's some people that I went to high school with that are still in the same, um, you know, city, um, hometown Mm -hmm. that I grew up in. And I'm just like, I'm like, you realize that there's a whole life out there. There's a whole world. Go explore it. There's a whole world. Like, And, you know, I asked them, I'm like, they're like, oh, like I had a couple of friends from back home come and visit one time here Mm -hmm. in Miami. And they're like, how did you get the guts to just up and move cross country? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, what scared me even more was not doing it. Like, you know. Yeah, the regret you would have if I didn't make this choice. Exactly. Like, you know, if if I didn't, you know, decide to try to apply to jobs out here, get a job like it literally took me seven different interviews to come out here. And but you were like, relentless. I, it, like I remember we were you and I were talking and I was telling you about just some people I knew in Miami and some opportunities and trying to link you up. And like even then, like you had nothing lined up, but that wasn't like deterring you. You were just like, OK, I'm going to just grind. I'm going to find a way. Yeah, exactly. And like I, I always tell myself, like, I'm grateful for every no, because then that no means it's one less no to a yes you know like I just feel like if if I'm told no like that just means it wasn't meant for me or it's like like I heard this a while ago it's like there's always three answers like no maybe or yes and if you don't take no for an answer and you get the answer of maybe then it just means not yes yet so you just have to keep going kind of thing so it's like it's like Almost like I'm not like super religious, but I almost feel like at times like God's testing you to like see how committed you are to like what you say you're committed to. So like this is one of them where you're like saying, I'm going to kill it in Miami. I'm going to make it to Miami. He's like, eh, I'm going to make it a little hard for you just so you prove to me that like you're serious about what you say you are, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> if you really have something in your mind, like as to what you want, like you're going to get it regardless of the no's that you, you know, are going to have. It's just like little, you know, roadblocks mm-hmm. that will, you know, stray you away from what is not meant for you. Just a speed bump. And, yeah, just a speed bump. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I I'm, can't complain for all the no's. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just takes that one yes to change everything. 
Exactly. And then once you get that one yes, you literally feel like you're on top of the world. It's the and best you're like, feeling. Hell yeah. yeah. Like you realize that all the no's led up to that yes. And it's just, it's amazing. Every, every like bad experience prepared you now for the good one. A hundred percent. And it's, it's all like you have to be thick skinned and you have to be able to, you know, deal with rejection because mm-hmm. like, being really realistically life is full of rejection it's just how you handle the rejection in case you just tuned in or you are just uh skipping around so we're talking with kaylee justine and i kind of want to dive into the what you're doing now but i'll give a quick recap again so born and raised in arizona then at 21 moves to vegas absolutely killing it in vegas in the nightlife and hospitality industry making great connections then got a little burnt out because that industry is, it'll do it to you. And then, uh, so you moved back to Arizona for a couple years. And then now let's move to Miami, right? So let's talk about Miami because I feel like that's obviously like you're synonymous right now with Miami. Like if I, if I think of Miami, I just think of you. So oh, what, I love that. <laughs> yeah, you're like the mayor of Miami. What motivated you to just pick up and be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm packing my bags. I'm leaving Arizona again for a second time. Yeah. So, you know, had that pivotal moment. I was working in a nightclub in Arizona and, you know, granted, I loved everyone that I worked with, you know, I was making great money, but I just felt that I was very stagnant and, you mm-hmm. know, I just, I would, you know, wake up every day, like at noon, like have no real motivation to you know want to do anything else but I always knew in my mind that I wanted to move to Miami so you know I ended up quitting my job in Arizona didn't have like any sort of idea you know where I was going to go if I was going to stay but then I started just applying and using my network of people that I knew in Miami and just trying to get out here And, you know, and other places too. Like I went to LA for an interview. I went to Dallas for an interview. I went to San Diego. I went to Miami for interview. Yeah. So you're all over. I was literally like within that month of me quitting, I was literally flying like every week to a different interview. You're you're like the LeBron James of females. You're just like, I'm taking my talents too. And it was just like this big (laughs) mystery guessing game. Like nobody knew. Yeah, exactly. So I was just, you know, trying to get out just because I wanted a new experience you know, um, I was tired of just feeling like there was so much more and why, why can't it be be me to be the one to, you know, go and chase my dreams of, you know, Mm -hmm. living in Miami. It's crazy. When I came to Miami first, like ever visiting, it was when I was 19, I came during like Miami music week. And I remember, yeah, it was amazing. I remember one morning I was just walking along the beach. This was like at 6am. And I was seeing the sunrise and I literally told myself, I was like, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm going to live here. (laughs) Somehow, some way I'm going to make it happen. But that's, that's, but that's where it all starts though. Right. Like it just, all it takes is a vision. And I just feel like so many people we know just lack vision. I don't know why. Maybe it's, it goes back to the way they were raised. But it's just crazy because without a vision, it's like, what are you even working towards in your everyday life? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you just have to envision it. You have to feel it. You have to, you know, think of all the scenarios that would lead you to that goal. And, you know, it'll eventually happen for you. The Mm -hmm. universe will definitely coincide within you. Literally ended up getting um, a job out here um, at Fountain Blue, which I was extremely grateful for just because, 
I didn't see the <clears throat> I didn't see it just like as like a waitressing job. I saw it as a job where you saw it as a, a, a foot in the door. A hundred percent, a foot in the door. And then also the network of people that I'm going to be coming across, like it's one of the best or it is the best, um, you know, resort in Miami. Mm -hmm. All of the, you know, super successful celebrities come and stay there. And, you know, I was going to be right in the middle of all of these different connections. And that's the thing, like, even if for anyone who's been listening the entire time of this, I mean, they can kind of hear like you've been strategic the whole way though. It's just, you realize the opportunity and you took advantage of it. You said, how can I leverage this for the next thing? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and then I started getting involved with chartering out yachts. So I've been doing that ever since I moved here, I ended up having a network connection with, you know, this, uh, owner of the yacht company and, She's like, you know, do you want to start booking yachts for me? And I'm like, of course, because, you know, obviously that's an extra side hustle mm-hmm. and um, make more great connections that you can exactly. just, you know, leverage. And that's the thing is, I think leverage is the right way of saying it because you add so much value into like the people's lives that you come in contact with. And so I've been doing that for um, two years. Um, and then now recently I've started getting uh, deeper into that yachting business and just kind of expanding my network within that. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing amazing. Like one of my clients um, is a pretty famous celebrity um, and he's like my number one client. So, I mean, it's great. And then I also do network marketing. I just recently when COVID started, I just recently started working with a skincare and hair care brand. So I definitely teach women how to utilize their Instagram, how to build a business, all of that. And then I also work with a digital marketing company for, you know, social media, website building, all of that. You guys have been making like some super cool content lately. I know I saw one video on your page of like you in like a ring of fire, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So so (laughs) it's just, it's funny in a sense where it's like, if two to five years ago, I would have said, Hey, like you're going to be shooting a music video and you're going to be like dancing around in this ring of fire in this dope (laughs) warehouse. Like you've been like, you don't even sound normal. Right. But like now it's like the unreal is real because you believed in that vision. So let's, let's talk about the network marketing because I think like really that has kind of elevated you to an even next level of Kaylee Justine 2.0, if you will. (laughs) I I mean, like the women you're surrounded with right now are just like we said earlier, a bunch of savages. They all are on their grind, hustling, killing it with network marketing. So yeah. So one of my girlfriends um, that I knew back in Arizona, she moved out here around the same time that I moved out here. And we uh, randomly ran into each other at one of the restaurants here. And I was like, Oh, like, are you on vacation? She was like, No, I live here. I was like, No way. Like, I'm about to move here too. And so we just kind of, you know, became really close in that sense. And then like four months ago, she hit me up and she was like, Hey, I just started this business. Like, you know, all like the sky's the limit within this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I know you would absolutely murder it. She's like, do you want to be a business partner with me? And I was like, um, of course, because she was showing me her mentors like paychecks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) that's always a good motivating factor. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Sign me up. Um, You know, and like I'm always looking for like the next big hustle and. You know, it's it's always good to have multiple streams of income, right? Um, just in case like one dies out, you don't have to be struggling. Um, well, I think it, but yeah, it helps prevent complacency too. Like, and it's not to say like don't appreciate like 
what you have if it's something good. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you should always be looking for the next best thing. But at the same time, like, if you're not looking for ways to level up in your professional life, then, like, what do you expect? Like, how do you expect to get more results? You know, it, it just doesn't add up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how, be- and that's how, like, people become unhappy is because they feel like they aren't doing enough, you know? in that sense. And then they become complacent for me. Like during this pandemic, I think the biggest thing was like, yeah, I'll be honest. Like the first couple of weeks I was like, Oh, this will pass. And I just started like chilling, watching Netflix, taking time off. But then when I realized like this whole thing was real, I was like, okay, time to get your ass back in gear because now like, what are you going to do? Like the whole world around exactly. you is changing. And so like, as you guys were kind of forming this network marketing group that you're with, it was pretty much about the same time as COVID. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's honestly what made us realize that, you know, we can't, we can't depend on a storefront to give us a check, you know, Mm -hmm. because all of these storefronts are completely shut down. Like, you know, my entertainment industry, yeah, they're boarded up. So, you know, everything is online now, like it's freaking 2020. Like if you don't have something online, then you're going to be struggling. Like Amazon literally tripled like their sales. And now, you know, freaking Jeff Bezos is a trillionaire. So it's like, and well deserved though, because he changed the entire dynamic of shopping altogether. I mean, exactly. It's one of those things where like, if you didn't look for a way to pivot in the last, you know, six to 10 months right now, what have you been doing? Like, and that, and that's, scary because there are a lot of people who are still struggling to figure out like how do I pivot or just being hopeful that hey this will get back to normal soon but you know I think the biggest thing is we always have to think about that next move and that's what you've done this whole way from the entire time I've known you to where you are now is just look for the next move and how can I level up and now the fact that you're using those experiences to to share with people like Hey, this is how I did it. Let me help you. You know, yeah, it, it's the best feeling. Exactly. And, you know, people don't realize what we have, like the great, you know, the great things about social media and network marketing. It's like you have access to literally anybody, mm-hmm. anybody in the world, like to, you know, sell products, to have them join your business. Like you have such a wide network of people And, you know, instead of just people that you meet, like on a day to day basis, like you could literally reach out to somebody in Canada or the UK and, Mm -hmm. you know, connect, make that connection within them and, you know, influence them. So it's, it's amazing. Like, I just, I'm such an advocate for Instagram. It's, it's nuts. You know, what's (laughs) funny though uh, about it is like, I am too, like, we totally are on the same page for it, but you know, there's people who don't understand it at all. They don't understand the underlying reasons why you utilize it a certain way, why you post this photo at this time or, and it's so deep, but in all reality, if done properly, like it really is a full-time job and a full-time paycheck. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely is. I I think for me, like my eyes open too. like, I have my cousin, she's been doing fashion blogging on Instagram for probably about four or five years now. And I mean, the checks I'm watching her earn from her living room during this entire pandemic are mind blowing. Yeah. So everything's going now with the network marketing. Me and my team, we've been up and running for like four months. How many girls are on squad? Cause I, I know I see you guys in your zoom calls all the time and yeah. obviously like your, your meetings or dinners or outings, but, yeah. but how big is the crew that you have? The crew is like, I want to say around like 
40 to 50 girls. There you go. Yeah. And they're all just grinding with the same vision, the same motivation. And, and, And how different is it now, though? Because, like, when you're surrounded with, like, five incredible people who are pushing in that same direction versus 40, right? You have that, like, that team, that family environment around you. Doesn't that make it so much easier to just, like, like everyone always says, oh, uh, if you love what you do, do you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's bullshit because right now I think I work 20 hours a day. But the difference is, is I love how I spend every hour that I'm awake. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, with, you know, having such a big support system and motivation system, you know, on your bad days, granted, like everyone is going to have a bad day, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have those days where they lack motivation and, you know, you literally have the support system that gets you out of that slump you need to everyone yeah you everyone needs that yeah and exactly like I remember I was talking to this one girl and she was like you know I see that you and all of your girls on your team are just so supportive with each other Mm -hmm. like you guys are so motivating like I want to be a part of that because I don't really have that type of system in my life right now and you know that's 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 amazing because we're able to give that to somebody and, you know, make, change their lives in that sense. Well, and especially right now where, again, there's people sitting at home. So they're utilizing Instagram for a bunch of different things, whether it be to consume products or just consume content. And so it's, I hate to say it, whether you're selling them something or whether you're helping them with a difficult situation that they're going through. Maybe they just lost their job and they're looking for motivation and they come across your page and they found it, right? Mm -hmm. I just think there's so much good that the platform can do. And oftentimes it's just highlighted like the bad things on there. And I don't know, it's just a pet peeve of mine, I guess, for because people like you and I are using it for very different uh, reasons than maybe other people. Of course. And, you know, my girlfriends and I, we always say we're like, your Instagram is your resume. It is. Yeah, it it literally is. Because, you know, how you interact with people, you know, what you portray out there, what you give out to the world, you know, someone's going to see and they're going to be like, "Ooh, um, you know, I like how she worded this. I like what she posted. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me direct message her and get her involved with my brand and I can pay her out, you know, so it's like, there's so many different avenues of where you can make money off of Instagram and network marketing, you know, like it's your net worth is your network it, or your net worth. Yeah, is your network, I you know, know what you meant. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's, fu- it's <laughs> funny too. So like when you say your Instagram is your resume. So like I recently had to switch uh, to like separating my personal Instagram be- from my like real estate one and mainly because for fitness obviously shirtless selfies and for real estate luxury listings the two just don't like blend well together and I had that on one page for so long and people are like am I buying houses or coming here to look at your abs I'm just really confused (laughs) I'm like yeah and so so you know timing's really everything kind of like we talked about but so yeah I'm actually really relieved I finally got those on two separate pages yeah I mean you have to make sure that you know what you have on your Instagram is directing you know your followers to what you're trying to you know put out there you you do a good job of obviously like the gray area I guess is what you'd call it where it's like some things are like kind of a little scandalous but still classy you know what I mean where it's like there's a yeah. little gray where you're grabbing the attention, but you're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not what you thought. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I, I love the whole misdirection. I mean, I think especially with my YouTube, I'm just like the king of clickbait. <laughs> um, 
So everything's going good with the network marketing. Are there any other things you have like coming up that you're working on that you want to talk about? Or is it like kind of like DL, we can't really spill the tea on that yet? Um, well, I mean, I'm definitely getting more involved with um, acting. Recently, I booked like two music videos for awesome. um, some, some pretty good um, artists. So I'm just trying to, you know, create that content and get that experience. My acting, my acting coach, actually, he, the other week, he's like, I want to submit you for a really, really big music video mm -hmm. with a pretty well-known artist. And I was like, who is it? And then he told me, I was like, holy shit. I was like, if I can book that, that <laughs> would be just so amazing. It's, like, it's so cool as you're climbing the ladder too. Cause like, I know, like I still have moments where like, I meet certain people who like I've looked up to for a while and like, I get to do work with them now. And like, I just totally still like fanboy. So mm -hmm. it's funny hearing you kind of say that same thing, because I think everyone still has like certain people they look up to and have admired for so long where it's like, wait, you mean we're going to be working together? That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. So cool. So. Your what? what is it? Your idols become rivals. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, honestly, yo, I'm so happy you jumped on here today. Like this was so Thank just like you. off the cuff on a whim, but I appreciate your time and I honestly like I think I was telling you I'm gonna have a trip coming up soon where I'm gonna come down there and I'm just gonna hit you up let you be my tour guide for a week because obviously you've got that city on lock right now perfect well thank you so much for having me Scott it was a pleasure and I will talk to you soon <laughs> awesome bye all right guys that's gonna wrap up this episode of the podcast I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if you want to check out Kaylee online, you can follow her on Instagram at Kaylee Justine. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.